How is everyone doing today? Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. I'm your host, Luch Bryant. It's time for episode eight of Prospectology. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. Welcome back, everyone. And if you're new to the podcast, go check out my other episodes. There's great intel and insight on this year's upcoming college football season and this year's upcoming 2021 NFL draft. I'll have scouting reports on here for you guys. I'll have my season outlook on certain teams. And getting into that, we are going to do a continuation of what my last episode was about. And we're going to give you the season outlook on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I have them ranked number 10 coming into this year, this college football season. And last year they were 11-2. and two. Uh, highly productive. I'm sure the players at Notre Dame and Brian Kelly will tell you that it was a disappointing season. And their prediction for me, they can easily go 10-2, and two, but I see them going 9-3 and three this year. And I'll give my reasons later on in the episode. I'll like to tell you about some of the key returners that are coming. Coming back to this year's squad. Quarterback Ian Book, who's their veteran quarterback. Left tackle Liam Eichenberg is huge because he'll be able to protect Ian Book's blind side. Wide receiver Bennett Skoranek. Hopefully I said that right. Linebacker and defensive end. This one's going to be a mouthful. It's Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. And last but not least, safety Kyle Hamilton. And I'm going to give you my input and uh, outlook on the 2020 season for your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. If you're a fan of another football team you'd like to see me do a season outlook on, hit me up on my Twitter, at Luch Bryant. I just... Love to have the interaction from you guys to make the channel and podcast better, make myself better, and just to interact with all you guys. There's nothing better than talking football, and and especially college football. But questions, comments, concerns, just want to say what's up, hit me up on my Twitter, at Luch Bryant. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, The Fighting Irish feature... A lot of talent and experience coming into this 2020 season, starting with all five starting offensive linemen are returning, uh, headlined by, like I said earlier, Liam Eichenberg, the left tackle. They have a couple of starters that went down last year, which is, you never want to see that, but they had a a few players, underclassmen, step up in their place, so they should return a lot of depth and a lot of experience. Uh, actually, so much experience that between the five of them last year, they had 114 game experience altogether, which is huge. You want continuity when you're in the trenches with uh, your fellow offensive linemen, so that. That's huge, especially for uh, having your veteran quarterback back in in Ian Book. Uh, nothing, it 
they couldn't have started off better. Uh, the Irish will also return, like I, like I said, Ian Book, their veteran quarterback, got good mobility with his legs. Good, not great arm strength and arm velocity. Can put the ball. You see him miss some throws, but for the most part, he is good at leading his receiver to the end of his routes and putting a a very good catchable ball there. So, But I'd like to see him play that way, not only against the Navies, and I'm not saying Navy is a bad team, but inferior kind of teams uh, like Navy. Uh, this year on the schedule, Arkansas, uh, I believe they play Pitt, which Pitt will be no pushover, but Teams like that, instead of playing teams like they have Clemson on their schedule, which I'll get into more detail in later on in the episode. But I'd like to see him show up for bigger games. Uh, You want to see your quarterback show up when the lights are bright. And I feel like he needs to improve on that, I'd like to see him do the things that he does against the inferior competition against the Clemsons and Alabamas and and things like that. So, definitely has some things to work on, but it definitely bodes well for him to have his big hogs in front of him, all five of them, which is huge, unlike other teams in the country. Some of the concerns I have with this football team this year, coming into this year, is at the wide receiver and running back positions. I'll start off with wide receiver. They don't. They lack a lot of game experience other than one of the key players they have in transfer from Northwestern uh, wide receiver. Bennett Skoronek. Uh He has tons of playing experience. Uh, he kind of bolstered that Northwestern offense last year and transferred to Notre Dame this year, so he'll be a big help of pushing those younger guys to reach their full potential and show them how it's done, uh, especially with players like Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, uh, going to the NFL last year in last year's draft. They'll have some shoes to to fill, but a name to keep an eye on is Braden Lindsey. Uh, he's a underclassman, and he played a little bit last year. He had 11 catches, which isn't much, so... Not a lot, whole lot of game experience like I was saying, but look for him to, with getting more playing time and being able to be put on the, on the stage to kind of give him that, bolster his confidence a little bit to show what he's got. And I, I think he'll have a, a big year for, for Notre Dame in the passing game, which I believe they'll be able to score enough points this upcoming year. The running back position, they have a freshman coming in. 
and uh, a few freshmen actually coming in, uh, one of them being Chris Tyree. And look for them to kind of establish the run game a little earlier in games, uh, especially against like Navy, Arkansas, uh, Louisville, uh, which they play later on in the year, Stanford. Look for them to kind of ease those guys in a little bit and try to develop that that run game and it ain't gonna just be Chris Tyree by himself it's gonna be kind of a dual back multiple back system where they're gonna try guys out to see who fits what style of of play they want to play at that certain down and and quarter of the game so look for them to ease that position in and it's kind of a concern because you you want to be multi you want to be multi-balanced. You want to have a good running game and passing game. So look for them to kind of struggle a little bit early, but hopefully build off of a talented player like Chris Tyree um, coming in. Also, they have a new offensive coordinator this year. Uh, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you know him well. He was a former quarterback, starting quarterback for for the Irish, and uh, his name's Tommy Reese. And look for I look for him to throw a couple of new snags in there, but he knows what it's like to be a Notre Dame quarterback. So look for him to help push and motivate and give pointers to Ian Book as he as the season goes. I don't know what his philosophy will look like on offense. Uh, hopefully it'll be, like I said, a balance because you want to have a nice balance, but I think he'll have more of a attacking, passing type of style, especially with Brian Kelly. He likes to kind of air it out a little bit and then later on in the game kind of slow you down with the run game and uses tight ends. But it, it'll be it'll be good if he can kind of get into a rhythm a little bit offensively and hopefully it goes in the right direction, but it it could always go bad being a, a first-time offensive coordinator. So look for him to develop along with, with his quarterback this year. So that, those are some of the concerns I have with this football team. Now on the defensive side of the ball, they have... A lot of playmakers coming back. Uh, Julian Aquara kind of, he went to the NFL. Uh, they have Troy Pride Jr. who went to the NFL. They have some some key starters that, that went to the on to the next level. But with uh, players like Jeremiah Awuso, Koromoa, and uh, Kyle Hamilton, uh, he'll be a sophomore this year, Kyle Hamilton, and uh, he actually had a pretty productive season last year, and look for him to kind of develop on that, and Awusu, Awusu Koromoa, he's got the great blend of length, speed, like to see him get a little bit better at on rundowns, uh, kind of containing the edge, and 
Uh, he's got good cover, great cover skills because he's got that blazing speed. But you see him go sideline to sideline. You see him attack the line of scrimmage. I'd like to see him have a little bit more better pass rush moves uh, when attacking on passing downs. How, uh, but I believe he'll take the next step. And with that speed, you can't teach speed. So look for him to have a big year as that linebacker, defensive end, kind of hybrid 3-4 linebacker slash rover. Hopefully they'll be able to use him to blitz off the edge a little bit more instead of just putting him with his hand in the dirt and rushing the quarterback. So look for him to kind of develop some more, put some more tools in the toolbox for him but on the defensive side of the ball they have more than enough pieces to with game uh, with in-game experience and looking to take the next step to have a pretty productive defense and to be able to give the give the ball back to the offense to score some points Uh, on the schedule some of the some of the games that I have them losing are against Clemson uh if you don't really watch college football, uh, Clemson's a powerhouse. Uh, they I have them ranked as my number one overall team, and I'll get to their season outlook a little later on in uh, a later on episode. But Clemson's got a lot of firepower, especially with the best quarterback in the country, according to me, and I'm sure most of you, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so there's no uh, with Clemson with offensive playmakers coming back with uh, Travis Etienne, who didn't go. He went back to school instead of declaring for the draft last year. They have Justin Ross, their playmaker wide receiver. Uh, and on defense, it seems like Dabo Sweeney always gets those top recruit five five star recruits to uh, replenish his defense. Uh, so. Look for them to handle loss to Notre Dame late in the season. Uh, another game is at Wisconsin. I think that's always tough going into the big or going into Wisconsin to play the Badgers with those fans, and you know you're gonna be in for a grueling game with the uh, Wisconsin always having those big physical offensive lines, and usually the quarterback plays not too good. For Wisconsin, you're not going to really see them throw the ball too many times, but uh, they're they will throw the ball and they'll take what the defense is going to give them. So look for Notre Dame to I th- I believe they'll lose just for the fact that it's in Wisconsin and uh, Ian Book kind of struggles when it when it's a prime time game big big game he kind of tends to not play up to what his abilities are and the last game is obvious enough if you're a fan of Notre Dame it's a rivalry game against USC and they'll have a high-powered offensive attack this year and since it's at USC I think USC returns a lot on the defensive side of the ball, even though I don't think they're going to be one of the top-ranked defenses in the country, I think they still have enough there on the on the defensive side of the ball for USC to 
give Notre Dame and Ian Book some some issues. It in years past it doesn't seem like Ian Book has really had a problem playing against USC, but those were uh different teams. And especially with a quarterback coming back for USC uh who can really sling the rock, though I'll have one of those spread air raid kind of offenses that could give Notre Dame some problems, especially with a little bit of inexperience in the in the secondary for for Notre Dame on that defensive side of the ball. So and then a couple of sleeper games that I want you to keep in mind but don't necessarily have to really worry about is um the first game is in a neutral site, I don't think it's going to be played in Dublin, Ireland this year, especially with all that's been going down. But the Navy can give them a problem. Uh, that option offense, I I think that Navy could sneak up and make it a game with Notre Dame. However, I, I don't see Notre Dame struggling there but uh, option offenses always kind of give trouble to teams until you kind of figure it out and uh, Brian Kelly will have his team prepared so I don't worry about that but it is a game to keep an eye on Uh, Louisville Louisville last year actually finished kind of weak but they, they started off strong uh, Louisville could be a team, even though it's at Notre Dame, could end up being a loss, although I don't see that happening. And then at Pitt, Pitt, the last couple of years have had a pretty strong team. Um, they haven't really had the quarterback play that they really needed. and uh, But the defenses, they, they seem to always get real physical at the line of scrimmage on defense. And their cornerbacks get their hands on wide receivers and kind of give them fits. And I think that could be a game, especially at Pitt, that uh, Notre Dame inexperience uh, in the wide receiver room could kind of fall back on themselves. So that's the season outlook that I have on Notre Dame. I have them going... 9-3, Nine and three. I believe they lose to Clemson. I believe they lose to USC in uh, a back and forth game at the end of the year for the rivalry game, and then I think that it'll be a little too much for Ian Book to handle at Wisconsin. But I easily could see them going ten and two. But I have them at nine and three this year. Not good enough to make the college football playoff, but. Still a very good year. We'll see what they do with Brian Kelly. If that's the case, if they go 9-3, and three, it could be one of his final years there. But love talking to you guys. Go check out the rest of my episodes. And if you have a question or just want to say what's up, hit me on my Twitter. It's at Luch Bryant. Thank you and stay tuned for the next episode of Prospectology. Thank you